0: Previously on Fantastic Worlds Podcast.
1: Is this a witch crow? Uh,
0: This thing's evil. Odessa just kind of like puts her hand on Manette's spear and just like pushes it down.
2: The witch crow bows. Please take them with quite haste. I I would like to see them gone and then vanishes. You all of a sudden feel the weight of Jim on your shoulder get very light as the crow appears and flies off.
3: Please put the bear down.
0: Next time, let
3: me kill the evil thing. Can we all agree on
4: that?
0: Do not let anything fall out of gym.
4: Every, every time we need sneaking, we always look at me. Is it cause I'm short?
1: I should have thought of that before using the spell. Darn it. I have to be more careful. I'm ruining a perfectly good feast.
4: You don't even know there was a ruby the size of my head. <laughs> the game giveth and the game taketh away.
2: Ita is... It- evil, rude bird, but is right. The best way in is to convince. Bordega smells something delicious.
3: Hey guys, it's me, Jess. Um, I wanted to start off this intro by mentioning that we got an excellent correction from one of our listeners. I'm not sure if he wants to be called out, so I'm going to leave his name as a mystery, but um, he pointed out a little oopsie we had in episode 22, where Abraxas was supposed to have taken some big damage along with his armor. And uh, it just didn't happen, (laughs) which is lucky for us because we nearly lost Abraxis in an instant. Uh, So we forgive you for that one, Game Dad. But uh, thank you for that, Mysterious Twitter user. Good looking out. Uh, We appreciate you guys engaging with us and letting us know when we F up, as we often inevitably do and will continue to do. So... Anyways, folks, uh, I don't want to keep you any longer. So here's this week's jaunt into Irison, episode twenty-three, Tall Order.
2: Usually, I'm the one that sounds pretentious. Jeez, (laughs) God, Jess,
3: Uh, I'm the most pretentious human being. I'm just hiding it from you guys to make a good impression until we're close enough that you can't. You really are going to
4: try to blow this up, Yoko Ono style. style (laughs) We need to
3: keep an
1: eye on her wine glass. Watch when it gets empty; it'll go off camera because that's where the butler is waiting to (laughs) refill. watch we're gonna keep Jeeves. looking it's gonna refill it we're like busted we saw we saw the butler arm so <laughs> what just up, doesn't Jeeves.
0: know is that i don't just give up on friendship <laughs> i don't
3: yeah that's what i mean i don't i'm not worried with kaylee she already knows no that i'm a vain monster
4: uh-huh, the rest of you
3: don't and nor does our audience so they probably shouldn't
2: we're we're all vain monsters <laughs> in our own way
3: oh god i want us all to hang out in person I win the lottery, we're moving to Tokyo,
2: and we're all gonna live in a cool house together. Oh, sweet! That works. Oh my God, cool. Yes. Okay.
3: Terrace house. <laughs> I'll do that.
2: The discussion Abby and I had is if I became like the billionaire when that lotto was at a billion dollars, was like, I was gonna buy an island somewhere that was high up so it would never get affected by floodwaters?
4: <laughs> yes, this was a grave concern of his. <laughs>
2: and then I was going to build. I was going volcano? to build houses, and everybody. No volcano, just an island.
1: What if the plane goes down on the way over and the sharks get me?
2: Flying over water. <laughs> That's an
4: excellent question. Flying water. Sheep? I yeah.
2: will get you oh, a sh- there will be a ship that will be underneath the plane. Oh, okay. So okay, I feel better already. It was getting a little warm in the face. <laughs> so <laughs> So we'll just zip line you down to the ship. And okay, then, a I'm okay with that. Super
3: slow plane flying over a ship.
2: <laughs> I mean it's like, not too fast, not too fast. <laughs> and then if something happens to that ship, it will be one of those giant ships where the front opens up and there's another ship inside okay. the ship. Okay. Oh
0: no this is intricate.
2: Yeah, port doesn't already going through several mills. I'm I'm
0: really on board with Jess's idea where we all just move to Japan and live in a nice big house. I have two years of Japanese I can't use. Hell yeah.
3: And I've been studying more because now that I'm out of school, I'm like interested again. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's weird how when you're not taking classes,
2: you actually want to learn
3: it. Isn't that funny?
2: Here's how we do it is we actually have the island. We have the Tokyo house and we have all these houses and we just rotate. Throughout the year, throughout all of
1: them. Oh, like and a summer.
0: Just depending house, on which then, one is facing like a
1: natural. Does disaster, already, right, right? <laughs> Jess with your summer home.
3: <laughs> <laughs> and my butlers in my various homes.
1: <laughs> your hey internet guys. with no ads on it? Fucking fancy.
3: <laughs> I don't, I don't know. I bet your T V doesn't have commercials
1: either.
0: <laughs> I don't watch TV. <laughs> don't
1: I was about have- to say, you I oh so let's God.
0: just add that to the list of things that makes just super pretentious. I don't watch TV. I don't, don't even TV. own a TV.
3: No, I watch Hulu. I watch Hulu. That's oh, still TV. Okay. <laughs> That's TV.
0: I'm using my mom's.
3: I'm using my mom's Hulu account to watch shows.
4: Okay. Okay. Now that I, sounds like a proper
0: so poor not. millennial. Okay. Exactly. Okay. I'm
3: poor. I don't pay for any of my video services.
2: I watch I don't watch TV. I pay for them to act it out in front of me.
0: <laughs> wow. It's I get Hulu. the actors to come Hulu to my Elite. living room.
1: <laughs> not even a, not even Hulu premium. Oh gosh. Oh shit.
3: Okay. Speaking um. of intricate. Anyway, I'm doing a dustin segue. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Speaking of intricate plot lines and interesting storyline.
2: Waldsby's most prominent structure is its town hall, complete with clock tower overlooking the town square. The building rarely sees use nowadays, as the town has no mayor or town council. The clock tower has been frozen at 10 after 12, As previously mentioned, it is believed that this is the time in which the Winter War started. Clearly the clock cannot be that old, but that is the rumor that has persisted through the years. Nobody in town looks at the clock anymore. Most in the town keep their heads facing downwards, because looking up to the sky and thinking, that is what gets people killed in Waldsby. That is what attracts witches. On this day, however, they would have seen something new. The second hand, frozen in place, begins to shake, almost as if it was trying to shudder off the feeling of a long nap. Moving slowly at first, soon it starts to move forward like a soldier marching to war. Each second forward, a step forward, marching and marching. Sixty steps in, and the minute advances forward, advancing at a slower but ample pace. The clock in the town of Waldsby is moving forward again, but no one has noticed nor has anyone been around to fix it. Uh, Braxis, you look on the ground and you see laying there before you your hide armor, something you have had since you started out as a druid. You look down and it is absolutely shredded and destroyed. No amount of mending is going to fix it. What are you thinking about? Uh, he is thinking
1: that, well, one, this was something that his aunt uh, made for him. You know, she has, she's a leather worker, Most of his family works with some sort of uh, skill, be it herbalism, leatherworking, furriers. This is a piece of him, and he really has had it as long as he could remember. To him, it represents exploration, travel, seeing new sites, you know, the good times and the bad. He can make out kind of where the scratch mark is on the armor. It also represents promise he made long ago, so he's really down i'm picturing you've mentioned it before where you know if it was a movie fade to black where you know if it was a movie this would be where everything is probably blurred in the background or going kind of slow-mo and he's just staring at his shredded armor you know considering you know does he have the magics to put it back again he's done repairs on it in the past but it's, it's never gotten this bad you know a scratch here a dent here He's always kinda of happy go lucky and he's just kind of feeling down right now and he's allowing himself to feel, holy crap, this is this is my armor, this is a piece of, of home that travels with him no matter where he goes.
2: And I think in Braxis, while you you're you're looking at that, like you said, everything around you is blurry, but you do kind of see this little object moving and um, its hatch. And he quickly moves around the giant ice dragon that's in the middle of this courtyard and you hear the shattering of two mirrors. let imagine at some point you guys are looking to see what he's doing, and he's actually covering the shattered pieces with snow. Oh. The mirrors okay. are everywhere. We need to destroy them so that he can't see us. Oh, well. Roger.
1: Uh, Brax is gonna, he realizes this isn't the time, and he collects as much of it that he can,
2: and puts in his pack really quick, something to worry about later. Hatch kind of calls you guys over to the, the door... And you see the spiked door hatch. It's like, I think everybody's gone looking for the Black Knight. There's usually many more people here. And He kind of looks around, kind of suspiciously, checking little corners. He is very intimately familiar with this place. And so because of that, he's kind of checking and double checking things. He cracks open the door to the next area and it looks clear. Let's go. What would you guys like to do?
4: Peppa's going to go ahead and tap Abraxas i get, just touch his elbow and uh that's kind of like rainbowy sheen is just going to appear over him and she's going to cast mage armor
1: Ooh, all right oh wolf out again so i instead of going wolf i'll go hybrid form again i know he's uh he hasn't done in a while i think at the restaurant was the first time he's done it i want to say in a long time and he felt pretty powerful so he's gonna go for it again he usually doesn't because it's kind of scary Also, it makes him feel like he wants to eat everything more than usual. uh, But he's going to do it. He's going to get his shield, uh, scimitar, and he's just going (sighs) to. All right, I'm ready. All drooling.
4: I love you, nasty boy. (laughs) Just uh, Pippa's going to tell Hatch, uh, just lead on, Hatch.
2: When you open the doors into the tower, you are blasted with a warm blast of hot air. The steamy air fills the inner gallery, emanating in lazy whiffs from a bubbling pool recessed into the floor of a raised dais surrounded by six pillars of ice. Four foggy mirrors stand from the walls near the ice sculptures of helmeted, piked fielding warriors um however you do not have to worry about those because right now they're steamed over so nobody can see through them hatch puts his finger to his mouth and motions for you to follow he points over towards the the left towards a door and he starts heading that way but i need you all to roll me a stealth check
0: oh good so i got a brand new dice from Die Hard. So let's see if it's as good as I want it to be. It doesn't matter. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> oh, no. Oh,
3: God. Oh, Hank the Let's clank. just save everybody some time. My stealth roll was a five because... So I took ranks in, in uh, stealth. Oh, God. I didn't take any new ones. But even if I had, it wouldn't matter because uh, I rolled a seven. Minus two is five.
2: I, I think you guys are walking along and heading that way. And... Everybody's moving along. Even Minette's doing like just moving really slowly and moving forward. And there's this mirror to the left of her. She just bumps the mirror and it just shatters and falls to the ground oh, and fuck. falls to a million pieces. Hatch lowers his head and just goes, Shh. but it's too late. You start to see a swirl develop around the pool of water in the middle and and up and up and up and vortex as a water elemental appears in oh front no. of all of you.
0: Oh,
2: roll for initiative. Abraxis, what did you get? Eleven. Wow. Uh, Odessa.
0: Twenty-five. Oh,
3: it's really pretty.
2: Minette, what did you roll?
3: I rolled a twenty-one for my initiative.
2: And Pippa? A whopping ten. Ooh, you guys are rolling great. I'm gonna say that some of you are a little shaken up from the last battle still.
4: Yeah, my friend almost got chopped in half before my eyes. I'm a little shaky, Assume, me. <laughs>
2: Odessa, you are up.
0: So she's going to take a shot with Scatter. So that is a... Fifteen against touch.
2: That will be a hit.
0: All right, she rolled a seven.
2: I think so. It's still in that scatter shot condition, right? So it's Correct. just scattering all over the place. So mm-hmm. I think you see just all these little pellets just go into the water, bump, 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 bump and it just kind of causes these little like ripples and splashes. And you know, you would think it's just water; it would flow through or stop, but it actually takes a huge jump, and it roars in pain. It is now Manette's turn.
3: Manette is going to step up to the fountain and raise her spear and try and stab into mm-hmm. 13.
2: You see the water just kind of separate out as you stab into a specific spot and just completely miss your attack. It is now the water elemental's turn. The water elemental, willing to take the attack of opportunity, moves past Minette. So go ahead and roll your attack of opportunity there, Minette.
3: Wow, all right. Let's okay. get a big one. Oh, that is 24.
2: Kills a hit roll damage
3: that's max damage
2: Uh, I think you stab it with its spear and you just get it in a vital area I don't even know what a vital area would be on a water elemental but it is still up the water elemental starts to wind up like it gets tighter and tighter and tighter and tighter and then it just releases like a spring and creates a vortex of water that hits everybody within a 15 foot radius so I need you all to roll me a reflex save who got under a 15? Oh, I did. Anybody else? Nobody else got under a 15? Oh, everybody takes five points except for K. K takes eleven points of damage. Slashes of water just slicing across you like your your cheeks are like K, I think you have a big gash on the side of your face and it's just bleeding down like little razor blades of water.
0: Goody.
1: I felt worse just moments ago. This is nothing.
2: Praxis, you're up. What do you do?
1: If you want to best us, you'll have to do better than giving us a bath. And I (laughs) stab at it.
0: He's pissed,
1: so, uh, uh,
2: that's a 22. Oh! That is a hit. Roll damage. Seven. Okay. Uh, much, much like the other hits, it takes the blow, but and it looks to be hurting, but it's, it's still up and going. Pippa, it is your turn.
4: So Pippa kind of steps into like the, the hole vacated by Manette and similar to Abraxas. She's uh she is not pleased with being suddenly doused with water. She says, now I may be wearing something that, uh, is magical armor, but it looks like taffeta. And what you just did was very rude. (laughs) And she fires a magic missile at it. Go ahead
2: and make a concentration check.
4: 18.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that passes, right?
4: That should pass, yes. Yes. Okay,
2: roll me damage. (laughs) Roll that beautiful
1: magic missile damage.
4: Oh man, magic missiles do so much damage. Four whole points. (laughs) Hey,
2: you know- For all
4: of that concentration. At least that. you don't have
2: to worry about creating, like, critical failure. Fair enough. Adessa, it is your turn. We are in round two. What would you okay. Like to do?
0: Okay, so I am paranoid uh, because her misfire is super high. So she's What's going it to take. What's that now? Set 11. <laughs> 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 so she's going to take this round to just. Especially with her face, like, bleeding, and she's just like, oh, fuck all of this. So she's going to take. It takes a full round action for her to take the Scatter Condition off of her gun, so she's just gonna chill back there for a minute, and bleed some, and take the Scatter Condition off her gun.
2: There goes the desert turn. Minette, you're up. What would you like to do?
0: Minette is going to
3: five-foot step over to the right. So she is flanking with Abraxas.
2: Mm -hmm. Except guess what? (sighs) What? He is immune to flanking.
1: What? What?
4: It's what? what is it? Well, Some sort of
1: magical can be flanked.
4: Can't be flanked. Like it's impossible for one person to be in front of it and someone else to be behind it. <laughs> oh, it
1: can be distracted. It could keep its eye on both of us, basically.
3: Oh.
2: Yeah. <laughs> basically, you see it has two eyes up front and just one of them goes back and to look behind oh, What's well, It's uh, called? Uh, ubiquitous vision. Am I say that right?
3: You know what? Okay, that makes <clears throat> me mad. So since this bitch ass can't be flanked, I'm going to power attack. This bitch oh, that's a natural 20.
2: White. Ooh, let me get my cards ready. That's well, you want to know something great about this water elemental? What? You can't be crit.
3: What? Wait, you can't. What? Okay, well, you know what? At least I hit, okay?
2: You, you totally hit.
0: I definitely fucking hit him. I'm going to do extra damage. Monster. I think Dustin was like, I'm going to find this monster. Um, <laughs> you guys can't do anything to it. Uh, I'm gonna kill you. Bye. I'm gonna <laughs> give you a little end of the other podcast. Pe- Goodbye.
2: I'm gonna give you one other thing, <laughs> just this. because it's a lot of fun. Guess what else? It can't to be power to? attacked. Bleed. Oh, well, that's
0: well. well, it,
1: that's well I would assume we would have been surprised
4: marvel. by that one. Yeah, it's a water thing. It
2: can bleed mm. water. What's your damage there, Minette? God damn it. I'm gonna drink this thing when we're done killing it.
1: This is perfect to wash the troll down. Had a delicious troll
0: breakfast. Wash it (laughs) down with a delicious... episode of Futurama where he drinks the king.
2: Oh (laughs) my god, yes. (laughs) What's your damage there, Minette? Ten. Ten. Just ten. The water elemental is visibly losing mass. I think every time you guys hit it, it knocks water off of it. And it's getting smaller, but it is still up. And it is now its turn. It looks at Pippa and it kind of rears back and slams into her. Whoa, rude.
4: Doing yet more damage to my beautiful taffeta gown. That's
2: messed up. I imagine Pippa's hair is all like droopy and like down to
4: like- Oh totally man, she's so Aww. mad. Does a 20- Steam is literally starting to come off of her. <laughs> Does a 22 hit? <laughs> so angry. Steam. Yes, a 22 hits, Dustin. Okay.
3: Aww. I'll help you fix your hair. <laughs> She's going
4: to need someone to, like, comb it and braid it for her.
2: <laughs> well, you're lucky that I rolled minimum damage, so that is five points That's of damage good. to you. But guess what this wonderful creature has? Aww. He has Cleave. Oh, my God. <gasps> so he looks at Abraxas and attacks. Does a 24 hit? Oh, my God, yes. That's what you needed to hit me.
1: No, 17 <gasps> plus 7. My AC is 23 right now with magic and wolfy
2: awesomeness. So you take 10 points of damage.
1: Oh. <laughs>
2: that's all you got. And then he looks over at Manette and attacks. Does a 17 hit you? No. Okay. Well, two out of three ain't bad. Abraxas, it is your turn.
1: Oh, I'm just going to slash wildly. He's not even using proper form. Manette could even see that he's just pissed. Oh, that's a good roll. Yeah, 21 with a nine damage.
2: Okay. You use your scimitar, and you, like, slash right down, like, kind of diagonally through his entire body, and you see a pause for a second, like, he just stops, and then the body just shifts in half, and half of it falls down, and the other half stands, and then falls, and then the water just floods the ground, soaking all of your guys' feet, by the way, uh, and he dies. So, Hatch, he very carefully, he's, like, he still puts his finger up, and he goes...
4: I thought you said this room was clear
2: He's like the water Elementals no He's like follow me And so he leaves you over to the Left and then open the door And what you see is a latrine He's like this this is where we need to be
0: I'm sorry You want us to be in A bathroom to camp out in here You want us to sleep with poop
2: he puts his finger back up to his his mouth. Manette, lift me up. And he points to the top corner of the latrine. Okay. When you lift him up there, he presses in a stone and a door opens up. Do you guys go in with him?
1: Yeah. To the yeah, secret I, latrine I room? So it's a secret door within the latrine?
2: Yep.
4: Hmm. Gotcha. Secret bathroom room.
2: The room is full of knickknacks and trinkets. The room itself is very warm. Uh, almost sweltering on the side of sweltering. There are Pipes running throughout the room, which are extremely hot to the touch and would burn you if you held on to them too long. Hatch turns and closes the door behind all of you. This is my hiding sec from Radasek when he wanted to hurt me. Uh, we can rest and recover before venturing farther.
3: Excellent. And I just immediately start pulling off my armor. Uh, Manette is already pulling off all her armor, like, fuck this, I'm all wet. <laughs> Pippa, come here and I'll brush your hair.
4: (laughs) Are you sure it's safe in here, my friend?
2: Only I know. And he says with a question mark, like, he's as sure with himself as he can be.
0: (laughs) All right.
4: (laughs) Well, that's so comforting.
0: (laughs) Odessa hangs up her, like, fur coat, which is basically just a sponge onto, like, something to try and, like, let it leak off because it's literally just saturated
2: jim is also a uh, freaking like water sponge oh, oh i'm oh, sure
0: no. yeah he's just he's just he's wet
2: now you have the reverse problem instead of being freezing cold you're like starting to sweat a little bit but you probably oh, feel oh, like- so
0: happy <laughs> Dust is so happy taking her coat off she's down to her undershirt this is how it should be <laughs>
2: Poor Braxis is probably roasting it uh, He's like matted down. He's
1: already taken off his shirt. He just doesn't have his armor anyway. He has like a little piece that he's <laughs> holding on in one of his hands just kind of stroking the high. <laughs> uh, Covering no, his no. chest with too. It. <laughs> uh, Yeah. He's taking as much off as he can. He has the sweaty chest. So oh, it's all the publicity. matted down hair. Ooh.
3: <laughs> I imagine, uh, yeah, Abby and a manette are kind of side-eyeing Abraxas like, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> <Like, laughs> we know you're not interested, but we're gonna still look.
4: <laughs> you know, if you weren't so giant and crazy tall... <laughs>
2: You're all sitting around the room, um, you know, warmed up. Like I said, it's sweltering. I think most of you are dealing with that okay, because, you know, some of you grew up in places that are like that climate. Some of you guys play- grew in places that are probably much warmer than that climate. Um, I th- imagine it's probably feeling kind of like a humid jungle right now in there, because it's all steamy and wet Ooh. and damp. So it's maybe just short of a steam room kind of feeling. You know, what is everybody up to?
4: Um, I think, Manette. And Peppa are kind of like over in one corner since uh, Manette seems to be pretty irritated with Odessa. so I'm imagining she and Odessa are like on polar opposite sides of the room, about as far as they can get away from each other. And Manette's kind of brushing out Pippa's hair, because she's got a lot of it and it was it got really snarled. And I think Manette by is that water elemental. <laughs> the only other person who has as much hair. I know Odessa
3: has a lot of hair, but Minette also has a ton of hair. Mm-hmm. So she's
4: she's dealing with it, helping her deal with it, because <laughs> mm-hmm. she knows that pain. <laughs> Which maybe Pippa will want to return the favor at some point. But I think that while they're uh, as long as as long as they're kind of off in the corner, um, Pippa's gonna kind of say, you know, we haven't really had much of a chance between one thing and another to really uh, stop and talk. But I've been I've been wanting to. Talk to you about something uh, for about a week now. And, uh, please don't take this the wrong way. I think you are you are so brave. You're like you're like someone out of one of my mother's stories. Uh, but you have been kind of freaking me out. You kind of you run really recklessly towards danger without really pausing to take stock of the situation or you know, deciding if maybe running towards it's the best cause of action. We don't know what we're running into. Like like last week when when those giant trees were pulling that man apart and he was screaming. And I'm not saying that running towards helping someone is the wrong impulse, but you kinda got really far out ahead of us there. And if you'd run into too much trouble, we would not have been able to help you in time if that, if those trees had been more than you could have dealt with on your own. So I guess I just, that's kind of my, that's kind of my piece. I just, I want you to be careful.
3: Manette kind of laughs and says, you know, for the first time in my life, I've been thinking the same exact way. I used to not have to think at all. I could just run into whatever danger was coming at me and it was never more than I could take. I've never been so close to death as I have been. ...since I've joined you folks, and... ...I see where you're coming from. And I I think... ...the more time I spend with you, the more I... ...realize... ...how much danger I'm in. Not to say that you're the ones bringing the danger on me, I-I-I just... ...things are more serious out here than I've... ...experienced before, and I-I don't quite know how to handle it. I think I'm confused, and and sometimes I'll be in the middle of battle and all I can think is go until death and push no matter what. And then other times my fear like I don't I don't know. When before we entered Irison, when I was fighting that troll, I I was terrified, but it froze me. And now I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know. Moment to moment. I have no idea. So I I, I, can I understand. I guess that's all to say that you're right. And I, I've I've never I'm I've been a
4: lot more reckless than I I don't know what I'm doing. I mean, I can understand why you came to us from a situation in which you were the protector. Of your entire caravan, of your group, you were responsible for their lives, and you know having that kind of reckless run out to meet the danger head on attitude is is perfect for that. Uh, but you're you're not alone anymore. You're not in charge of of the safety of anyone helpless in the same way, and you have to let us support you. Cause we're going up against things that are beyond anything I've ever seen, certainly. And uh, I'm pretty terrified too. And you, you scare me even more when you run out like that. Cause uh, I'm coming, I'm coming to like you. And you know, we have to, we have to look out for each other better.
3: Minette nods and says, "You're right, and I, I care for you too." And I I don't want this to end prematurely because of my stupidity. I just, like I said, I don't know. I don't know what I'm doing yet. I can't figure out what the right way to be is, but I'm hoping I can face my fears and
4: learn to act in a way that is beneficial to all of us. Well, that's really noble. And I have never met a warrior like you you are awe inspiring on the battlefield it's truly the stuff of legend Manette. and uh it's an honor to fight with you
3: it's an honor to fight with you pippa
4: and i'm i'm terrified too in a way that i'm i'm normally very composed and i am freaking out myself but uh you know we'll get we'll go through it together you just you just make sure you stay alive long enough for us to get through it together that's all i wanted to say
0: odessa's been kind of like i'm assuming the room is extremely small we're basically on top of each other right (laughs) it's
4: like a
2: 15 Mm -hmm. by 15 room
0: okay (laughs) yeah (laughs) odessa has clearly heard the whole thing and has let them have a conversation she's been like writing in her a book it's like a journal in her lap sneers and looks at minette and says yeah quit trying to be a hero and then just like turns away and can, goes back to her writing
3: oh minette completely She'll get ignores
0: odessa yeah
3: she's like "It's
4: fine <laughs> i understand she's having her own sort of thing you know odessa's not good with with words and feelings and whatnot but that's that's her especially helpful And then she glares across the
0: room. (laughs) She can like feel you looking at her and she is just choosing not to acknowledge it.
4: Her especially helpful and loving way of saying that she's happy you're around too. Whatever, you know, words actually come out of her mouth.
3: Well, and and you and Abraxas don't know, but we had a conversation recently. (laughs) um... Odessa just like (laughs) clears her mouth really loudly and it's just
0: like, no, we didn't.
1: Oh, um, I know, Braxis oh, is still sure. mourning over his armor and he looks so, oh, what? Huh? Huh? The cheeseman was too good.
0: Anyway, she's but- mad at me. is <laughs> too proud in private to just, like, deal with any, deal with Pippa trying to be a part of it. And so she's just like, no, we didn't. We are fighting because I touched Minette's spear and she's mad at me and that's all. And makes, like, uh-huh. a super, like, glares at her that sounds that sounds very plausible <laughs> <laughs> sounds fake but okay
2: her That's- spear her spear yes There's
0: nothing wrong with yeah, that yeah her spear <laughs> Abraxas is just like yeah that pans out doesn't even <laughs> flinch <laughs> Braxis is just <laughs> looking back and forth like, ooh, juicy.
2: <laughs> how's a, How's a Braxis doing there, uh, Angel? I don't think he heard, um, to
1: be honest, I don't think he heard a lot of the conversation. He, I think, again, he's been putting his armor in puzzle pieces, trying to reconstruct it. And now as a druid, he has access to mending, which he usually is what he uses. He doesn't have it memorized, unfortunately. But he's trying to consider. He's never mended anything that was so broken, and he's just going in his mind, going, "Well, I think I can do this." Or who else is really good with, you know, hide armor? Uh, he he's honestly feeling really down. He he loves this armor again. It's it's kind of like an heirloom. Uh, he has, it has sentimental value, and it means different things to him. So he's really down, and he really did kind of not pay attention and is focused on considering if it can be repaired and and he's scratching at that snowflake tattoo absentmindedly when he's kind of thinking about his armor he'll still scratch it and i'm guess i'm picturing that it's getting like a little raw from just over scratching over time but he's he's feeling pretty down
2: i think i think everybody's kind of in their own little thing, like, you know, uh Pippa talking to Manette and Odessa are eavesdropping on that conversation and focusing on that. I think Jim is the only one that notices that you're like kinda down at that moment. And he walks over and he's holding a, a needle and thread and he holds it up to you. Oh. oh, Jim. Always a helpful, helpful little thing, aren't you? Uh
1: yeah, let's uh Let's give it a shot. Abraxas is nowhere near being a tailor, but I think he's just going to do little small sections where it makes sense to him and he's just kind of trying to figure it out. Again, he's still hoping that he'll be able to magically put it together.
0: With Jim having gone over, I think she would have noticed because that's how she hears things. So at that point, she would have pulled out of her rage pouting. And would have seen Jim walking up to Abraxas and Abraxis being sad, and I'd be like, oh God, but I love Abraxas, and even though I'm mad, I love Abraxas. Fine. And would like put her like quill in her book and put it aside, and would like walk over and sit next to Abraxas. Is it, is his wrist like agitated? Can she, is this, oh yeah, it's discolored? like raw. It's
1: like, you know, like if you just over scratch, and yeah. it's, I don't think it's raw, but yeah. it's. I'm
2: going to you know, say, like, has- have you ever seen a dog that has had, like, a heat rash and keeps scratching yeah. the heat rash and just makes oh, yeah. it, it's probably like that.
0: So, Odessa, with her bag of racks, <laughs> walks <laughs> over and is, like, looking at his mending situation that he's dealing with and then watching him just absent mindedly like, rip off his own skin at this point and is going to crouch down and point to his hand and be like, give me that.
1: Oh, oh, oh I didn't even realize give, that was doing. Too- give
0: me your... Abraxis. give me your hand.
1: You're not going to use one of your... Abraxas, give me your hand. Alright, 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 here you go.
0: <laughs> <laughs> she finds a clean rag, and she's Ooh. just going to tie it around so that he'll stop messing with it. Like, a doggy... What are they called? Cone of shame, but it's just oh, a rag that's tied around his <laughs> wrist. And she's just going to tie it up on like very gently and nice. And then like kind of gently give him back his hand and look him in the eye and be like, now knock it off. If you die of an infection, we're all going to fall apart because you and Pipper are the same ones. We need to. <laughs>
1: Alright, I'll, uh, I'll leave it be It's just <sighs> he look, He'll look her straight in the eye And he'll lower his voice a little bit Hoping Pippa and Manette um, don't hear And he'll look at it and he'll look back Odessa's Do you, do you feel like this is Unleashes you Or cages you in some way?
0: I mean, most certainly Manipulative old women Are not things I enjoy
1: Uh, Our family swore we'd never get enslaved by the witches ever again, and it just kind of feels like I've just gone and done that.
0: Yeah. I kind of promised myself that I would uh, never really let anybody else tell me what to do, so it definitely feels like a pair of shackles, for sure.
1: We'll, uh, we'll free this land from that curse, and I'm taking this thing off even if I have to take my hand.
0: Okay, so don't do that. Not right um, now,
1: after uh, after we bring balance <laughs> to this area. But, uh, the minute that's done, this thing's gotta come off.
0: Well, I'm hoping after we do the, the thing, we finish the quest, we help Baba Yaga, or whatever... Hoping mm-hmm. it'll just go away, you know, like a bruise. They eventually just like go away. That's 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 what I'm hoping for. You know, no long term effects. Okay, right. let's just let's just let's just focus on that. How about?
1: That that's that works for me. Oh, that reminds me, I have a little something for everyone. Uh, so he goes through his bag and he brings out uh, little. I'm I'm picturing little herbal packets that teas come in. Uh, at least paper that you get maybe from an apothecary, and he hands out to everybody. Now uh, this is this is belladonna. Uh, it is uh, for all intents and purposes, uh, Pippa, You probably know uh, poison, but indeed. Uh, so you definitely don't want to have it as tea if you're a tea drinker. But uh, uh, it is a poison. But what it really is good for is uh, it is good if should you ever. Get bitten uh, by a lycanthrope, which will allow you uh, a chance to resist the curse as it tries to make its way through your body. So I'd really appreciate if everybody just kind of kept one with them. You know, we are in the dangerous north. My brethren are not all this friendly. Tail wagon like a me, and I'd rather <laughs> you all be safe and out some prevention and all that.
4: So, are you saying we take this? If we don't want to nope. be able to turn into badass wolves, <laughs> well, I uh, want to be a wolf. Well, you know, <laughs>
1: uh, now that the curse—the curse—is very chaotic and unpredictable. Uh, my family—it's been in my—it's gener- been in my family for generations, so it's very natural mm. and natural to me. And my kid, Pippa just- but Pippa, <laughs> its a, a very dangerous condition.
4: She just kind of laughs and says like, well, then I guess I'll, I guess I'll reconsider asking you to bat me then. Um,
3: Thank he you. It often re- turns folks <laughs> evil. He really it.
1: pale. Um, <laughs> no, that's, uh, <clears throat> he gets really
2: serious. No.
4: I'm m- just teasing no, you. No, She kind of punches him on the calf. Yeah, Pippa,
0: that's <laughs> not a
4: good idea.
2: Odessa, you go back to your corner. I'm guessing you're probably feeling a little better.
0: Probably. Probably talking with Abraxas still.
2: Uh, And you look and there is a small pint of beer next to you with a small little note that says, For Enjoyment Only. And then it has a dash C next to it. And the Enjoyment Only is emboldened and underlined with several underlines.
0: (laughs) It's like in the corner where she was sitting like towards a wall or like...
2: I'm guessing you have your bedroll out maybe. And it's like right right there next to your bedroll.
0: Okay. She like sits down next to her bedroll, sits down on her bedroll with it in her lap and is facing the wall and is just like crying in relief (laughs) and just like quiet sobs (laughs) and hasn't even started drinking it. She's just sitting there with it, just feeling a little bit better about life. (laughs) Do you drink it? After a couple minutes of just quietly crying to herself. She's going to just, like, really slowly enjoy every second of it and drinks it.
2: Every drink, you just get a little happy. It's like drinking happiness, I think.
0: Less rage.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I think as you all venture off to sleep uh, for the night, all of you are kind of having restless dreams. Uh, Manette, you are having visions of being struck down by creatures over and over again. You keep standing up to fight only to be struck down again. At Brexis, you keep dreaming about the frost troll slicing through your armor and the feelings around it. Pippa, you are having a familiar dream. You are in the white room again. Only this time the mirror is much bigger. You see the dark version of yourself that you saw before. Albeit, it seems a little bit taller. The figure motions for you to approach.
4: Uh, I mean, you know, there's nothing for it really. So she's going to... Walk up to the mirror.
2: Welcome back. And a smile this creepy smile.
4: Why am I back? For that matter, what was I doing here the first time? Do you know?
2: You're getting more powerful.
4: Well, duh. Tell me something I don't know.
2: The quest for power can be a difficult road. And you might have to make decisions. Some that you may not like. Some that will help others. Some that will harm others even the people you venture with, every time you make a decision that's for yourself, I will be there.
4: Who said I was seeking power? I certainly didn't ask for this, or to talk to you.
2: Power starts from fear. Fear of being injured, fear of dying, and trying to grow past it. Some choose to go home and live a normal life, be a good wife or husband, have children and just live. Some have to do it to survive. Some do it because they enjoy it. I'm hoping you'll see the latter as the better version.
4: And who are you supposed to be? I'm you. No, you're not. I'm me.
2: Well, where do you think you
4: are? Some horrible demonic dreamscape that you have teleported my consciousness to.
2: (laughs) You look around and you see mirrors all over the place, each showing memories of your life. Things that you've done, some good, some bad. Some bad. Some of it, you running around, memories of having dinner with your family. There's one big mirror that has a picture of your mom laughing and telling you a story while you're sitting in her lap. And then they all disappear again, and they center in on the mirror with the darker, taller version of you.
4: So you have memories of my childhood. What does that prove to anybody?
2: Doesn't need, I don't need to prove it. It's choices you're going to have to make.
4: Are you made from the future? Potentially. Uh Uh-huh. I don't know if I have any more to say to you if you're going to be this cagey. Because hmm. I don't for a second believe that you're me.
2: Oh, we have much more time to figure this out.
4: Oh, good. Tippa,
2: you, feel, you felt your feet getting a little warm at first, but now they are starting to burn and burn and your eyes shoot open as your feet are basically on fire. Like, not literally, but they just feel like it. Uh, as you look down and you see your feet touching directly onto one of the pipes...
4: she just kind of like oh my god (laughs) So like yanks her legs back reflexively like they kind of knock into her chest a little bit
2: Uh, as you do that I think you stand up and you hit your head on something that your head should not be hitting and you look down and the ground is much farther down than you are used to
0: did you
4: make her did my head hit the ceiling your head hit the (laughs) ceiling I'm picturing (laughs) Alice in Wonderland (laughs) <laughs> she like reaches up really slowly and puts her hand on the flat of the ceiling with her eyes just huge. It just is she still halfling proportional. She's still
2: halfling proportional.
4: So she's got like the longest torso in the world on these really short little legs.
2: <laughs> I I think she's probably somewhere around like six one.
0: She's <laughs> taller than Odessa. <laughs> She's like, oh, fudge.
2: Does anybody wake up to hear her with all her wrestling? I suppose. Yeah, for
4: sure. I mean. Damn me straight to the void. What the fuck? Oh, I would wake up to that.
2: (laughs) You guys all look over and you see a human sized Pippa in front of you.
4: Did my clothing stretch with me?
2: (laughs) Your clothing did stretch with you.
0: Odessa. What do I do? Is just (laughs) laying on the ground and is like half awake and just can't. Reconcile reality oh, What's happening It's like when you wake up and you're still half asleep And you're still convinced you're dreaming That's where she's
1: uh, at <laughs> Braxis would have been in a wolfy form Next to Odessa And <laughs> he'll transform Uh are, are, are we under attack What's
0: going on I don't know I don't know everybody's shouting <laughs>
3: Minette is standing next to Pippa, comparing their heights, like with her hand hovering
4: both of their heads,
3: like, What the fuck?
4: <laughs> I don't know. And I can shout if I damn well want to. I'm going to make so much noise tromping around to this giant body anyway. I can't be stealthy anymore. Is, hey, is hey, hey your, you're not that big. Is this some of your magic? She's like hyperventilating it's okay, a little it's okay, bit. Like, it's This is okay. too tall. This is no,
3: way
2: too tall. No, 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 no. <laughs>
3: you're the same height as me. We'll be okay. You're still, and you're. Well. I mean, you're a little shorter, but it's fine. Shorter is where I'm supposed to be. uh,
4: Well, I mean, you still are. You're not the tallest. (laughs) (laughs) Bizarrely, Pippa actually does find that somewhat comforting. At the moment. (laughs) That she's still looking up a little bit at someone. Just slightly. Just deep, deep
2: cleansing breaths. As, as time is going and you guys are talking, Pippa is just slowly reducing back to size. And she slowly goes down and down and she goes back to our normal our height. What is it? Two foot nine inches, I think?
0: Two foot eight. Oh, my God. Adessa pulls the Applejack out of her bag and is like, thinking to herself, I know I'm not going to be able to drink this. He let me have the one. He's not going to let me have the other. And so she like takes the Applejack out of her bag and just hands it to Pip and was like, I think you really need this. I feel like we end up here way too often
4: with me having some fucking ridiculous attack of magic or whatever, and then you have to give me drinks.
0: I mean, is there and another she way
4: the to, to deal hands? with
0: stress? It's just alcohol, right? No. And like looks around Listen, the room and is like, it's just alcohol, right? There's no other coping mechanisms. It's just, I'm right, right? It's alcohol. <laughs> Odessa, you and I are going to have a discussion about this
4: later. In the meantime, though, thank you. Thank you very much. And she's going to take a giant, like, four swigs of that apple check. <laughs>
2: Minette, roll me a perception check. I'm going to say you're the most awake of everybody here. 18. You see on Pippa's comb that the second diamond has turned into a ruby.
3: I pointed out to her pippa your your comb has another red jewel in it that's great. How nice. I grab her shoulders. it's okay. I, just like last time. I promise there is a reason for this there must be I you know even I don't pray for more power, but it comes to me anyways as a an emissary of Kepri and I think the same thing is happening to you through your blood. What does that even mean?
0: I don't know maybe your d- God is also a dick. Mine's a dick. Maybe yours is too. Who knows? She is She is a trickster goddess.
4: She does stuff like this sometimes.
1: Well, Pippa. I th-
4: Not stuff like this. But
1: I think the important thing to remember is you control this power. It may be a gift, <clears throat> but it comes from you. You are in control. You are the boss. And even though uh, these flare-ups may seem chaotic, just realize the power's yours to grasp. I've seen you Drop those disgusting undead creatures. I've seen you protect and shield your allies with that remarkable magic of yours. Uh, I've seen you blind your enemies. You control that. So, uh, this may be a little unexpected, but just never forget that you, you are in control and the magic is yours. It originates from you. You fuel it. It's not, um... Capri is blessed Manette with his power and she wields it for justice. I I am devoted to the earth and its power flows into me. But you, you, Pippa, this magic flows from you and you dictate what you will do with it and you control it. Never forget that.
2: I think at the back of your head there, Pippa, is the, the what the, the dream You said about that she is a part of
4: you. Ooh, good echo. Yeah, yeah.
2: So, congratulations! You are all level four, as we talked last episode. Level four. Woo! Uh, And on top of that, just a quick thing. um, I'm not going to make you do spellcraft or all that stuff for the comb. So basically, what that does is allows you to cast enlarge person on yourself or others up to three minutes. it lasts for three minutes a day and it can be turned on and off so you could turn it on and activate it for a minute and then and then turn it off and then turn it on for another minute or you could, like it just last three minutes
4: make me so big please oh my god <laughs> i mean she's never ever going to use it on herself ever I wouldn't <laughs> so dream just
0: being a giant i'm just gonna
4: make
1: Minette a giant, giant wolf to ride on everybody can jump on <gasps> oh my oh god, my god. How we can cool all be princess
0: mononoke
1: <laughs> yes,
0: yes. <gasps> odessa would cry <laughs> with joy
2: <laughs> <laughs> so does anybody i think fourth level for most is kind of a eh. there's not a lot that happens at fourth level does anybody get anything super fantastic
3: uh, uh, Pallies get the ability to cast spells. So, I mean, ooh. Paladins for fourth, Paladins' fourth level is actually a pretty big deal because I get the ability to channel, which does take up two of my lay on hands. So, on top of my ability to um, use the gem of Kepri from, you know, Dustin. <laughs> so, <laughs> I have that as one of my lay on hands per day, but the others take two of my lay on hand spots. So I'm not as good at channeling positive energy as clerics, but I can channel positive energy to heal the party. And as long as it's an evil creature within our vicinity, it shouldn't matter too much whether I just do it and, you know, send out the blast. Otherwise, I will heal things if they are not, you know, evil. And then I also gain spells. So I have one spell, and I can only cast it once per day.
2: What did you put your... uh, Because at fourth level, everybody gets an attribute point. What did you put your attribute point towards?
3: I put mine in charisma, because that's where my spell casting comes from.
2: (laughs) Did you resolve any bonds?
3: I don't think I did right now.
2: So one of the things um, I have added... I have added everybody do this, is do a personal bond. A personal bond for your character, not your person. And that basically so on top of having relationship bonds with everyone else it's a self-improvement thing so what do you want to see your character do as a goal for the next level and so what is Minette's personal bond
3: Manette's personal bond is I have never doubted myself, never believed myself reckless, and never feared much of anything until now, especially not death. I knew that I was perhaps a bit too bold at times, but considering the many brushes with death I've faced since joining my friends, my own mortality has become a looming presence in a new and terrifying way. I am far more scared of my own death than I ever thought I would be. And I need to find a way to face this. My thoughts and feelings oscillate between a sort of thrilled, reckless abandon and a somber, crippling fear. If I don't settle this soon, I will become ineffective as a representative of Kepri and as a protector. So that's basically, I mean, calling back to the fact that she is, like I said earlier in our role-playing scene, you know, with Pippa, when in her conversation with Pippa, she has never been scared of death before and so she has sort of just run at things without heeding any warnings and nothing has ever come close to killing her the way it has multiple times now after traveling to Irsen and even before then. So she's now starting to fear her death and like feel her mortality.
2: (laughs) Uh, Thank you, Minette. Uh, What's her hit die?
3: Her hit die is a D10.
2: Okay, let's have a roll off here. I rolled a three. I rolled a nine. (laughs) Okay. So that's nine hit points for Minette. Uh, Kay, what about uh, Odessa? She doesn't get much like as a character.
0: Yeah, no, she doesn't really get anything in particular. She gets a, um, like a gunslinger ability that just kind of comes with being fourth level as a gunslinger. But nothing, nothing real exciting.
2: Okay. Where'd she put her attribute point?
0: Uh, into strength, because I'm sick of her being in comfort.
2: <laughs> okay. And did you resolve any bonds?
0: After this episode, I think she's a step closer to resolving the bond with herself. I think I need to revisit some of the bonds with Pip and Abraxas, because I think they have gotten, for lack of a better word, stale. I think there's a few of them that don't necessarily hold true to their relationship now, even though they never really got resolved in the beginning. And mm-hmm. I think I need to mm-hmm. freshen them up. But yeah, no, I don't really I don't really think she resolved any this time around.
2: Adessa, what's your hit die? Uh, it's a d10. Okay.
1: Let's see who wins. Everybody has a d10 but us, Abby.
0: I know, we don't
4: get d10s. What'd uh, you roll? I lame. rolled a 10.
0: Uh-huh. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, Jeez. so pleased with myself.
2: <laughs> so uh, beautiful. You and your good roles. Yes! What about you, Abraxas? Let's see.
1: At level four, Abraxas becomes one with his... He gets. It's called Arctic Endurance. So Ooh. an Arctic Druid ignores the effects of cold climate as if using endure elements. So that's... All the time, baby. I'm also immune to being dazzled, so that's kind of nice. I, I didn't see that one before. So that's going to be neat. So I get to either cast individually on just Jess or Minette and Pippa are the only party members that are still affected by the weather. So that'll, that'll help me divvy up the spell if I use the communal. Or I can just memorize two first level ones, but to give them both 24 hours. But now I've got that flexibility in spellcasting because of that, which is very nice. But that's one of the main things he gets on that one. So I guess Abraxas can just start running around naked since his
2: armor is broken.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, Where where'd you put your attribute <laughs> point? I put my tribute point in not my main casting as I would normally do as a player would always put it in my primary spellcasting stat, so Wisdom. I put it in Dex because I have been practicing with Manette, right? We've been kind of sparring in the evening. So I'm picturing him getting a little bit more agile. You know, Manette's definitely a better fighter than him, so he's been having to move twice as fast to not get, you know, tagged by the spear. So I put it in decks to represent his training.
2: Okay. Uh, what's what's your uh, die? I uh, hit die is a die eight. Okay, let's have a little roll-off and see what happens. So, here it goes.
1: Oh, I rolled God. a one. I also rolled a one.
2: No! Okay, but oh my God. we have the rule with with double ones. We do a roll-off. All right, here we go. I got a four.
0: <laughs> I got a
4: four also. Oh, my God. With, with this one,
2: though, we go with the, the four. So, you we we got go with four, the four hit points. I
1: remember that one. All right, I'll take it.
4: Oh, <laughs>
1: That brings me up to a total of 31 delicious hit points. <laughs> 39 when I wolf out.
2: Uh, and did you resolve any bonds?
1: There's several that I, I... They haven't gone stale, but I think we've resolved them because they were very early, early level bonds. I have the one... I re- They're worded differently, each one, but the gist of it is that Odessa and Pippa are trusted allies. Um, I think those I are those for sure.
0: Too, and I was just like, "Yeah, I they're resolved." Yeah. I, for
1: me, it's yeah. We've we you know we have each other's back. Um, so yeah. we resolved that bond. Did you add a personal bond? Uh, is abraxis a man that turns into a wolf, or a wolf that turns into a man? Is he a man or beast? His experience with his new pack has made him realize that he is both man and beast. He will continue to learn how to talk and fight like a human. He'll continue to howl at the moon and chase rabbits. He will revel in the power of his hybrid form. I don't think he's ever thought of it. You know, he was either he'd always seen both. But the question only came up as he experienced more with either the party or spending more and more time in in towns or in civilization. But he's starting to realize that's a question that's being asked. And he's, you know, addressing it. And he's all about balance, so he doesn't have to be one or the other. He can be both, and he's okay with that. Awesome.
2: And last but definitely not least, Pippa. Does Pippa get anything new and fancy?
4: Not really. Pippa is stuck in level two sorcerer hell. (laughs) Which means you I mean you more or less get nothing. Yeah. Like you get you get one like I she's got a, a she's got a few more spells per day that she can do but she she hasn't learned any new spells except for she can have one new cantrip. What about your bloodline? So a uh, bloodline you don't get anything at level 2 either. Oh, you're You get right. something at level it's 1 but one and three. yeah. Yeah, it's one and 3. So uh there's nothing there's nothing at level 2 really. I just took uh, prestigitation Ooh, that's a nice one. as the cantrip that I learned because I like small magic tricks. Um Just for role playing, if not like combat or anything, they're just kind of fun to use. And that's, that's pretty much it for Pippa. Like her, her extra, her new ability point, ability, yeah, score point I put in constitution. uh, Because I get to go up a uh, modifier if I do that. Um, And then the way I'm kind of justifying it story-wise is uh, Pippa has been a city girl for her whole life (laughs) she did not she was not made of stern stuff before she started adventuring she was used to the soft life um so a few weeks kind of out here in the snow roughing it has really kind of toughened her up so she's got a much she's a much hardier creature than she was before she left teldor
2: awesome uh what's your uh die hit
4: uh, i got a die six d6
2: okay let's have a little roll off
4: oh my god Abby! bring out the fire a die you know i can't make any problems, i rolled a saying. six i rolled a six yeah! too okay so you, you got will. six 12 hit wow. points done <laughs> yes
2: wow so like multiple of you guys max die so there's that did you resolve any bonds six
4: hit points. um i think i resolved one uh i i'm kind of i kind of had the same problem with a debt and a uh, Odessa and Abraxis that they have with me, which is, um, a lot of my, a lot of my bonds for them are a little, it's not that it's not that they haven't been resolved. It's just that it's not relevant anymore considering how long they've been traveling together. Um, but I do think I, with Minette and I's conversation earlier in this episode, I actually think I did resolve one of my bonds with her, which was, uh, you know, basically having a talk with her about charging towards the sound of screams, uh, which Pippa finds noble, but impractical <laughs> um, and kind of making sure that she understands that sometimes it's best to let other to let others lead or to wait for the rest of us. And uh, I feel like we had a a really good, fruitful conversation about that.
2: Yeah, that was a really good discussion. Yeah. yeah. And did you add a personal bond?
4: Uh, I did. I didn't really write anything especially fancy for it. But I, um, I think my uh, Pippa's personal bond, something that she'd like to improve in herself is definitely priority one, getting her magic under control. Yeah. The fact that it's acting up without her control is just completely antithetical to everything that she stands for, cares about. Pippa's all about control and especially being the person who's in control of a, of any given situation. Uh, so the fact that her magic is acting up without her permission is really frightening her. So she's, you know, I think that's going to be um, what she most wants to work on in herself is is getting getting control over powers.
2: Well, I think as you guys are dealing with the shock of Tall Pippa and everything's kind of getting arranged, Hatch goes out the door for a minute and then comes back a few minutes later. He's like, it's early morning. He's like, they're all sleeping. A glassy pattern of styrated, crystalline ice covers the tile floor in an open alcove, illuminated by a soft blue light. Hatch speaks up. I will stay down here and keep watch. Just just step on them and say, A gathering within the hall. Take one, take us all. I cannot go further. I cannot see Redosec. I hope you understand. But I will come if there is an emergency.
4: You've been a steadfast friend, Hatch. And we thank you for everything you've done for us so far. You head on home to your family.
2: He's like, I will stay in the room just in case. Do you guys go on the pad?
4: Yeah. Right. I go. We must. A gathering within the hall.
3: Take one, take us all.
2: It happens to men at first and it's kind of scary. Her entire body just becomes entombed in ice. And then all of you guys get entombed in ice as well. And the ice just shatters. And the next thing you know, you look around and you're a little disoriented. A crescent-shaped dining table occupies this Y-shaped chamber that you all teleport into, while two large mirrors on the north and south wall create the illusion of an even larger space. Twenty feet overhead, an immense chandelier of ice crystals hangs from the ceiling. To the east, rounded steps access a short hallway flanked by twin ice sculptures of dryads holding ice-carved tree limbs, creating an elaborate archway. Translucent glass-like double doors are set in the hall's north and south walls. To the west, two alcoves stand between three windows providing an amazing view of the wintry landscape outside the tower. As you come to your senses, your ears hear the strumming of a lute and a beautiful melody. You see, sitting at the far end of the table, a blue-skinned humanoid creature with legs of a bald goat, a completely hairless body, and a horned head. Muriel looks at all of you. It's about time you arrived. I have been awfully bored. The Fantastic Worlds podcast is a fantastic pods I knew we production. Have that bitch. I would like I to thank it. Amy Hankinson for writing our wonderful theme song, uh, Sirenscape for the use of our sound effects and music, Paizo for the wonderful Reign yeah, of Winter they're adventure they're path, weird. and all you listeners. Until next week, I am Dustin Alexander. You can reach me on Twitter at Dustin Alexander.
4: I'm Abby, and you can find me on Twitter at Bonanza Famine.
2: This is Angel. You can reach me
1: on Twitter and Instagram at Espinosa916. Although I'll check the Twitter way more than the other one, sorry. <laughs> this is i mean Kay, i'll give Kay, them you both
0: can... <laughs> An <angel.
1: laughs> sorry i'll give them both my equal attention
0: no you won't you pick one or the other man <laughs> yeah uh, that's it this is k <laughs> you can reach me on twitter and instagram at she's lady Macbeth. i check my instagram way more often
3: <laughs> <laughs> this is jess and you can reach me on twitter at hank the clank
2: please remember to leave us a review on apple podcasts or stitcher follow us and share on social media if you do share use the hashtag traveler so we can thank you for spreading the word your support makes a huge difference thank you so much for listening and until next time i hope you have many fantastic adventures